happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Black Fat Femme Podcast, where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I am one of your hosts, John, also known as Dr. John Paul, and if I were ever to run for presidency, which I won't because America is awful, I would run on a campaign that makes it legal for every Black person to carry a white (laughs) with them, wherever they are. And if you are not a Black person that has not found a white folding chair... Please go get one. We all need a white folding <laughs> chair. <laughs> we were just so it's funny. It's funny because we were just talking about before in the pre-show about, about how we were this close. Y'all can't see us, but we're this close to just swing it on people. It's been hard. Like literally <laughs> this close. And y'all can't see it, but y'all gotta know we are this close. So yeah, so so y'all need a folding chair. But how are you, Queen Joho? I have to tell you that. uh, So I'm in. So I'm in the bay currently, and I was in San Francisco yesterday. My brother and I were at Salesforce Park, which is this gorgeous rooftop park in the city. And literally, we're walking in this picturesque patch of green, and there in the meadow lie two chairs. And in the tradition of black telepathy, we gave each other a little look. We were like, <laughs> hey, my brother all weekend has been saying, give him reason to throw a chair. He's been asking for reason to throw a yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah. So we gave each other a look and we were like, and we ran to go, oh, photo shoot, and gave homage to the chair. We're giving, oh, truly, it was black history, giving black revolution, giving, giving black, mm. black, black media, giving mm-hmm. black cinema. We didn't, you know, we put, put black art, black queer art. We just took pictures of him holding the chair in different positions and different ways. He sat on one chair and held the other. I was like, girl, we have a museum about some of the shit for a million dollars. It was everything and more. So I feel you. Please, please legalize folding chairs for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
before, as someone has said before. Oh, see, oh God. Her. Chris, you're going to have to bleep that. <laughs> that shit had me screaming. I was That's not crazy. prepared. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yes, way. Chris, please beep <laughs> that. But that is funny. <laughs> This oh. is why she had done different names all the best when I was like, no. <laughs> but all the producer said, y'all, fam, it is Jordan or Joho, the Bay Area baddie. And I'm coming to y'all live from my old hood. I think I've broken John. It is a while to be back in the East Bay, near where I grew up. Because I have to, <laughs> when you visit your old, your, like, your old stopping ground, mm. do you ever like things change? Because I feel like nothing has changed. And I'm like, WTF. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? It is so wild, but the drive here was also wild because we drove here through the route of my mom's old job, like when I quit the job she went to, she was at job for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so when I say that entire route is all meta, it is wild. Um, like yeah, I'm not surprised. Here, when we lived here, that, so for those who are familiar with, with the Bay Area, my mom crossed the Dumbarton Bridge every day. Dumbass name, but we're here for it. Dumbarton Bridge every day. And so when you get off the Dunbar and Bridge and you turn left was on Woodside, I don't think on March, you see, growing up, you would see the Facebook campus, right? When Facebook just had one little acre plot of land, right? Just one small little tech company that could. Now, now you have yeah, the entire, the entire drive, meta, meta, meta. Meta, Meta Campus, Meta Original, Meta Building, Hacker Way. And I was like, okay, Meta owns the entire city at this point. And it is wild. And also, I was like, oh my God. Because my, because my, my, my mom was like, what what, 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 what are all, the, all these offices for? And I was like, girl, I bet you, all these offices are just, are just, are just housing. And they just said, you will, thou shall never leave thy campus. You should right. just stay here forever and ever. Mm -hmm. You will live here. You will eat here. You will work here. And it is, it, it's like, it's like both interesting because you're like, oh, tech, but all this land yeah could have solved homelessness decided not to do that but they did decide to say who needs work-life balance we can work and live in the same place I'm like, yeah okay, it's literally up. so i I, did, I went and did something a few years back and google had opened up a location in denver and i was astounded by how many apartment complexes were behind the actual Google location. And it literally was just all housing. And people were like, oh yeah, I live right across the street or I live over there. And I was like, oh, I was mm. like, Google owns that too. And they were like, yeah, they were like, oh, you know, that's just, you know, it's it's just easy for us to either, you know, like some of the, some of the apartments actually connected to the actual Google wow. location. They could literally walk wow. from their elevator into, and so I don't know what the whole thing is around that. Like I, I know that there's got to be some some type of psychological piece to it, right? Of like the live where you work and work where you live concept or whatever. I don't know if it if they believe that it makes people work better or whatever the case may be. But yes, it's not just Meta; it's definitely Google and a few other I mean, tech companies every as tech, well, for mm -hmm. sure. Every tech, but it, it was it was just weird to see how much. It has changed now. The buildings are all like, I mean, this was all flatland. This was all nothing yeah. for so yeah. long, and I'm just yeah. like, damn, they and it's being bought up what, everywhere, mm -hmm. everywhere. My, and well, quiet just, as it's kept, it's related but not related in terms of land. There has been a lot of. I, I I hate being a um what do you call that? One of those people who speculate on things. There's a word for that, and I can't think of it. <laughs> Um, those people who always believe that somebody's in on something, what there's a word for it. 
conspiracy theorists? That's it. Thank you. I, I uh, hate being a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> there have been a lot of stories and a lot of things that I've been seeing on the good old TikTok and other social media platforms that folks are saying that what happened in Lahaina is not by coincidence or accident. And I guess that for years there have been folks that have been on that land that have been asked if they're going to sell the land or if they want to give it back to the state of Maui and they've said no. And so there have been all of these different stories of folks that are coming out. I know we're getting way off topic here, but it's still, it's very much, you're speaking to something that's very related, but not related. You're speaking to a lot of, a lot of folks, like even down here in SoCal, like if you, and I said, I've always wanted to do some research around that from like the journalistic perspective, but there was a time when the 215 freeway here down in SoCal was expanding. There were a lot of people mm. who were told that they were, were basically being pushed out of their homes for that freeway mm. to expand and so it's just it's just so interesting to me because i'm like as much as we're seeing these companies come in we see states expanding we see all of these things happening there are so many people who you know have to basically they mm. basically have their lives shaken up and i've always been interested in wondering what those lives look like specifically now for like the folks in maui and so i'll just say this up front like not necessarily shout out, but specifically saying like our hearts are going out to all of the people. Mm. I've, I have friends who live there. I've reached out to them. They're fine. But to the folks that are listening to the show who may have family there or may have friends there who are not okay, um, my heart goes out to everyone in Lahaina. So I just, you know, I, mm. now that we're on that topic, I definitely felt the need to say that. Yeah. So, Thank you. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But you're, you're not, again, you're not speaking to anything that's not new. I think it's impacting everybody. Yeah. I think it is. I mean, it's just building everywhere. Mm-hmm. Tech is building everywhere. Yeah. It's, and it's infesting and infecting everybody in the worst yep. way. Like, yep. it's sad to know that these places that were built with the intention of good are actually doing so much evil. Yeah. And they've gone, like, they've gone too far. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think even the case of Lahaina, like, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. That part of me is like it's not far fetched. Like, it's really not far fetched, yeah. right? Know? And like, that's the thing is, so I've been watching those videos. Mm-hmm. That is what happened. I mean, historically, that's what happened to like all of LA, right? People yep. shut out their homes, developed freeways. Again, like Jeff Elderbridge in Palo Alto, like the whole, the whole fact of like that's what that created Stanford Palo Alto and East Palo Alto was yep. like, was creation of the freeway that separated mm-hmm. the two. And now, like now you have other, then you have this thriving rich area, and so it's like yeah. it's. It's unsurprising, but wow. Yeah, it's wow. just, it's wow. very disheartening. And so, like I said, my heart is going out to, so I, and the stories, you know, I know that our news moves so quickly. A lot of the stories have basically been buried um, because of the way that media moves and the way that news moves. But mm-hmm. I will say that if you are a person who's watching social media, or you're listening to the stories, you'll see that there are a lot of people who are, um, you know, basically are feeling it. They, there are a lot of people who are feeling yeah. it. A lot of people have been saying like, this is not, this is not by coincidence that this happens. And mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that whoever can get down to the bottom of what really happened really, you know, finds out what's really happening. Right. It's very, very unfortunate. But with that being said, we're going to get off of our conspiracy theory tip and we're going <laughs> to jump into the show. And so like we do every week, we are going to start off the show by giving our girl Tisha Campbell her flowers in that we are still here just like her. And this week, what we are going to ask is, I wanted to ask the following question to you, 
specifically the question, what revelations has this year taught you so far or what revelations has this year given you so far? And I know that we've sprinkled and we've talked about things throughout the year, but like when we, by the time this comes out, we'll only really have three months and a week left of the year. (laughs) So yeah, Uh, September, October, November, so we'll four months in a week. We'll have four months in a week left. So correction, four months in a week, not trying to scare y'all. Last quarter. I can. Yeah, we really are on the last quarter. And ooh, that reminds me, I got to, I got to pay my taxes, child. Um, (laughs) The the little quarter taxes that I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But all to be said, um, that was the question that I was kind of sitting with this week as I was doing, you know, as Mm. I was working on our flow. I wanted to ask that. And for me, I've been really trying to figure out how I was going to say this or where I was going to say this or how was I going to make this? Like, how how was I going to kind of deal with this in particular topic? Because it is it has been something. And again, it, it may mean, like I said last week, I may need to tap my therapist again. But I know for me, one of my biggest revelations has been this year is that something I'm struggling with as I'm getting older is, and maybe, I don't know, I mean, you're a little younger than me. And so what I will say is that maybe you may not feel this as as much, but I'm sure that there are listeners mm-hmm. who do feel it. The older I get, the the harder or the more I'm struggling with not having what I call a ride or die best friend, like so many of our mm-hmm. peers have. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that is, is I want to make this very clear. Like I have good friends, so I don't want folks listening to this Hearing this being like, well, John is saying that I'm not a good friend. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I see friends who are like, oh, I've been best friends with this person since I was five. And me and her eat at each other's house every Friday. And we take trips together and we go to the moon together. Like there are people that I know who genuinely are very, like they have one or two good friends where it's like, we do a girl trip every single week. And it's like, I don't have that. And so, you know, I think for me, it was like, you know, I, I, knowing that I don't have the best friend, best friend who I like, or, you know, and it's like I said, it's really hard to explain because I really don't want to discount the fact that I have so many good friends. I have you, I have my partner, I have my partner's friends who I'm really close to. There are all these people that I love, but it's kind of like, I guess it's that college thing. And some of you, like I said, for if any of you were in undergrad and you had really like a really strong, tight knit group in undergrad mm-hmm. and you're now like 10, 15, 20 years out of that, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like everybody's doing their own thing. And it's so it's just, it it can feel very isolating. And so I guess in so many words, one of my revelations was that I don't have an ace to my deck of cards. And this year has, Mm. I've been really thinking about that a lot. And, you know, it's just something I think that we Mm. don't talk enough about. It's like how we're getting older, how we're losing friends, whether it be they pass away or that they decide that you're no longer a good friend for Mm. them. And you just mm. kind of start to show or start to feel like, wow, I'm out here kind of, <laughs> kind of out here naked, child, you know? And so, um, naked. yeah, it's just been something naked. that's been on my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sorry for starting the episode so heavy this week. You're probably like, damn, double, <laughs> double whammy. Y'all talking about gentrification and fires and no <laughs> friends. Like, I'm sorry to start off the show so heavy, but yeah, it's just something I, I, I felt oh, like I wanted to. Like, oh, oh, it's okay. Episode <laughs> 59 is where we stop the joy. Okay, we're done with yeah. joy now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to get back moving, to it, I promise, I promise. Get to our trauma era. Yes, yeah. Um, so, mm. okay, I just want to say first, oof, I totally hear this and appreciate you sharing this with me. Like, I hold, I hold this so much with you and I, and I appreciate you sharing this with the world. It, it makes me sad to hear because 
you are absolutely one of the people that I like. If we live closer, I feel like I feel like we'd be, I feel like we'd be those friends. We'd yeah. be like sis, WYD, and there was like a literal adventure. Or we have donuts in hand, doing nothing on the couch. Or like, or like, or like, I'm like, hey, girl, come over, I'm cooking dinner. Like, I totally, I like, you know, I, I, really, I feel that way about very few people. You know, the people that I feel like if we live, like, same, within, yeah, like, within like 15 minutes, it would be like, sis, it, I'm, I'm up working a half hour, let's go, let's go get some drinks, let's go. But, let's yeah, go, but as it stands, we're three hours like, away from each other now. So way, yeah, you know, and so yeah. it's like, so, 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 so I said to say, like, I totally, yeah, I totally hear you because I, I, that's something that, I mean, I, to your point, I am I am a bit, a bit younger, and I feel like I. That's what I've been seeking too. Is like like all my friends. I feel like I have really strong adult relationships, and I love and appreciate that so much. But they're all people who have been. They're all couples, so they all have their own lives with their partner. Mm. I don't have like many single friends, um, yeah, so that's been really that's challenging. So so so, you know, so so but like I get I get a piece of what you're saying because like the the couples part means that they have their own lives together. I don't have. Yeah. Someone who's just like free to do whatever, whatever, like the ride or die. You know, I feel that way. I, I, I feel that way with my, with my, with my brother and sister. Like it's, it's nice that whenever I see them, it's always like, what are you doing? Let's, let's do this. Um, and to, and I think also like this is why, this is why more my goal, my goal this year is, is like, it's, is to move in with what the friend who, who is yeah. my best friend's friend. Like, mm-hmm. because I met like the person that, the person I would do that with. Also lives an hour and a half away, and so if we can move in together, then it's, it's it's a space for us to like have that. So I, so I totally, I, I totally, I totally hear you and feel you, and it's it's very much giving Betty who grown ups grow up and grow apart because like yeah. so for sure, for sure, where I feel and see a lot so much. It, it, it's hard to maintain friendship, especially across different cities, and it's hard to maintain like 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 relationships and love between people. I mean, that's also why I constantly not moving, right? Because I'm like, do I need to move? Not yeah. to the bay where I see my siblings more because then I have those people that I can see whenever, wherever. Right, right. Lale, lale, lale. Uh, whenever, <laughs> wherever. <laughs> I just felt the spirit do that so badly. I have no idea why. Oh, not her and her taxes, child, but go I on. I was doing no. Because <laughs> ain't she in tax trouble? Stop. No, I'm, I'm just asking listen, the questions that no need idea. to be asked, child. <laughs> We should ask. We should ask us again how she knew that her man was cheating on her because that was yeah, that was, that was a very right interesting there. story. <laughs> Which that is was sad very... because it was very much like yes, like you know, and then I was like, oh, she can't get taxes. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> <laughs> take a struggle, sis. Take a struggle. Know what's happening here? Um, oh. Anyway, so so back to your question. So your question of uh, what <laughs> if, if, if I feel very very much like Beyonce? What my um, my my revelations in life. Oh. Oh, my revelation <laughs> so i love this question because i do think about this all the time yeah i think what it's taught me is that uh, this year has definitely taught me about minding my black ass business when True. it comes to trying to change others offer perspectives listen to others or just dealing with other people's conflict mm-hmm. like they like, like they say right like you 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 can get a horse water but you can't make him drink but i'm learning I ain't gotta do that. I ain't gotta live in the water either. Either like I actually don't have to live in the water. I can just say, no, that that that's your journey, sis. I love that journey for you. I don't have to be there for it. Stay thirsty. Like, actually, is it my job? <laughs> you thirsty? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know the pond is either, sis. So good luck on you. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't. I don't need to take you around. I don't need to take you around, around, around mm-hmm. the lake. Like it actually isn't my job, nor does it need to be in many cases. And so I'm thinking about that a lot. Of like, and I've done that a lot in therapy of just acknowledging. 
actually don't have to give my opinion for anything and I can just sit back and just that's say, real. Okay, girl. That that's all you because that's not hard because I'm yeah. somebody who lo- who loves to offer insight and thought and like and like there are people who I absolutely will because I'm like no I'm like no girl you're being dumb or like or like you like or like you're my sis so I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. But like I should I shouldn't gotta get I I gotta get involved. I can just mind my black ass business as Beyonce says, drinking my water and minding my biz. <laughs> Amen. That's what I gotta do. Um, and that's also other... for I was gonna say that's a form of mm-hmm. growth in itself too, because I think sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if you are like us, we're both empaths. We love to give our we love to yes. give our thoughts. We love to give our feedback. We love to be engaged. And sometimes you can find yourself disconnecting from yourself by being so involved with other people's mess. So that's a part of growth too. I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, part 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 of me is like, well, like, I like I want to be in the know, so like give me all the tea. I'm like, you know, and like, no, I can I can still hold the tea and also not say anything and just be like, mm, this is sure good to know, good to know. So mm-hmm. I'd say that. And the other thing that the other revelation I have is, I mean, it's something that I've known forever for, for a long time, but has just been really clear this year is that life is lifing whether you want it to or not. Like wow. <laughs> this year has been. A doozy, and the year. I mean, as you named earlier, it's just fucking flying by, girl. Yeah. Like, what is happening? So we have the choice to either flow with it, resist it, or be dragged by it. Yeah. And currently, I currently I'm experiencing the latter. Like, it's giving very much. Uh, what is it that Ice Spice says in in a song? Uh, Bobby World. She's like she. What she say? She's like um, the Bobby know. bitch. The Bobby's like I'm still dragging her, so she bald a bit. Bitch, that's me. I'm balding. <laughs> I'm balding. Life is dragging me by my hand. I'm balding a bit, and I oh. and I have to figure out when the choices that I just say I'm just slow with it instead of just seeing area dragged by. Amen. So, Those are the two big, two big revelations that I'm currently having. Uh, that's real. Right and that's taught me <laughs> some painful hey, ways. The way and and that's the thing too. I always tell people be cautious about what you take in on social media, because a lot of these girls, there's they're still trying to act like everything is all right, and I think we are all being dragged. And so <laughs> I think it's okay to just acknowledge. The girls are lying to you. Yes, yes. The girls are lying to you. A lot of them are lying. Um, and so I I too am feeling it in certain in different ways. And if you follow me on social, you already know. So with that being said, um, you know one thing I will say is that I, I'm very grateful and thankful that we have this space each week so that way we can kind of feel like at least we're not in it by ourselves and so I am grateful that everybody who comes to the show to listen knows that they are you know that they are seen and that they are heard um, and even though you are being dragged by life at least you have other sisters that are going through it with you <laughs> all right <laughs> I'm just saying well, all right. <laughs> With that being said, now that I've reminded myself that I may need to tap my therapist for the second time, we are going to take a quick break. So grab a snack and come on back. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. 
She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts all right so this week i wanted to get into a topic that i have again we've had on our agenda for a while it's funny let's say agenda we've had it um, in <laughs> our file for a That's very, very long time. And event this week I said, this is the perfect week to get into it. It's just, t- it's just us at the table before we get into a long. So I will just say this for our listeners. We're going to have a lot of guests in the next couple of weeks. And so this one is, is, is a really good one because it's something I feel like both me and Joe Ho can kind of like 
we can be at the kitchen table and we can kind of let our hair down and have a real conversation mm-hmm. about it. And so, yes. um, specifically because it is something that I, I feel like we, we hear a lot of it in the black community and no one ever often dives into it. So with that being said, for those of you who may not know, there has been a lot of conversation both online and off in media and, you know, and in, you know, community circles, right, around this notion of the gay agenda. And this is something that I feel like is often mentioned in conversations around Black liberation. And while I'm not 100% sure what person brought it up or how it, it how it came back to the surface, per se, in the last couple of months, I have seen it come across my timeline. I've seen it come across my TikTok. I've seen it brought up in so many different facets. And so everyone, you know, gay agenda, the gay agenda, the gay agenda. And so I felt the <laughs> need for us to really unpack what that is. Um, because I also feel like too, like I think before we kind of get into like what what it is, what is what are people really trying to say when they say the gay agenda? I think it's really important for us to kind of outline kind of the educational components behind it. And so with that being said, I wanted to ask you, Mama, when you hear the gay agenda, what comes to mind for you? And then we'll jump into kind of the more literal context of what this is and what it means for folks that might be listening. So, okay, so I love, love the framing that you just gave, and I love this topic. My initial reaction to the gay agenda is, I, I when you say the gay agenda, I hear it in some, like, some, like, country asshole, it's like, the gay agenda. That's, that's <laughs> the first thing I hear. It's interesting yes. to hear it mentioned in Black liberation spaces, because I usually hear it mentioned in news regarding conservative thought mm. all of the time. And what comes to mind mostly is the social criminalization of queerness, sexuality, and gender. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of how we're subjected to ostracization because we want kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being queer somehow and wanting kids pushes our sexuality on them. Um, that that uh, being affectionate with our partners is somehow throwing sexuality in people's faces. Right. How conversations around gender actually translate into conversation about sexuality. And then we're told that we make everything about sexuality, even though it is like, hello, America, you were literally, you were literally built on sexuality and don't understand. Right. Right. Um, in black spaces, I'm thinking of the notion that queer and trans liberation somehow, for some reason, to cis black folks in, or many cis black folks somehow derails black, black liberation. Yeah. Despite the intersection of the two has literally led every liberation practice. Right. It's like, all those things in mind, like, like when, you, when someone says the gay agenda, I think of all those things. And they just think about like, wow, who's see people see using gay agenda as if like it has it as as if the gay, the gay agenda hasn't fought all of our freedoms, and yet here we are saying blah 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 the gay agenda. Like yeah, so that's yeah. why that's why I think. I love that. And you, so you even breaking it down the way that you did, it just kind of gave me like a, aha, like I know it, but talking about it really opens it up in my mind. This notion mm. of how no matter where we go, like sexuality is always present, right? So even, mm-hmm. even if you want to, even if you want to talk about, well, why are queer people throwing sexuality, quote unquote, in our faces? Like these are me using quotations, right? In air quotations. Well, men and women being married to each other is sexuality, right? So 
so there so it doesn't make sense like it's like okay girl make it make sense to me like you're just you're just saying you're using the gay agenda as a way to say that you just don't want me here you don't want me to be seen right and so Mm -hmm. i think it's imperative for folks to really think about that when you hear this notion of like the gay agenda really to start thinking about it well it's like you know, we don't ever hear anything about a straight agenda. We don't ever hear anything about a heterosexual agenda. So why is there such an issue around the gay agenda? And so before we kind of get into like the, for me, I'm, I'm big on, and you know this about me. I always say words mean things. I think there's so many feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's And I think there are a lot of people who might be listening that don't know the historical context of it. And so I kind of wanted to break mm. it down. So this idea of the gay agenda or the homosexual agenda is a term that has been kind of utilized by Christian right-wing people. So you are correct there, mm. Joho, when you talk about the Christian right-wing folks, right? It's a way for conservative, and I say conservative across the board, because I think for years we used to say conservative and it only meant, you know, cishet white folks. But we're seeing a lot mm. of black, you know, people who sit on the right. You don't want to color conservative, right? You're off the right. Right, yeah. a lot of them are conservative. And so I think it's imperative for folks to know that, that it is a disparaging way to describe the advocacy of culture acceptance and normalization of non-heterosexual folks. So this notion mm. of the the queer, the gay agenda, the queer agenda, whatever folks want to call it, it's just a way for folks to kind of say, we don't want to see anything that deviates from what we believe to be true around our religious beliefs, right? So this term originated around social conservatives in the United States and has been adopted in nations with active anti-LGBTQ movements, um, specifically in Hungary and Uganda. And I think it's very important for me to note that because we have a lot of folks who are Black and queer that are actually migrating from places like Africa or Uganda. Well, obviously Uganda is in Africa, but you know what I mean? You ha- we have a lot of folks <laughs> that are leaving, you know, the Caribbean or leaving Africa or anywhere specifically where there are a lot of laws against being queer. And so the term refers to efforts to change government policy. So I think it's also imperative to note that. And and, and that's the reason why I'm bringing it up because it's not just enough for us to sit here and say, well, let's just talk about the gay agenda. No, these, these are actual laws that are being passed. Mm -hmm. That's what you're seeing. You see, a lot of this, and I keep trying to remind people, like, all this shit is connected, right? So you have them changing laws about abortion. You have them changing laws around, you know, trans access and what folks can do to their bodies and all of that. It's all fitting someone else's agenda to basically ban us. Um, mm-hmm. And so for social conservatives and others to describe alleged goals of LGBTQ rights activists, such as there's this notion around recruiting heterosexuals or how conservatives say that we're living a quote-unquote homosexual lifestyle. Um, So they're just, there's so much of it that's rooted in Christian religious white pieces, uh, this notion around recruitment and even the terminology heterosexual lifestyle. (sighs) I said a lot. So I just kind of wanted to kind of posit that there for you and and see where that lands for you before we move on. Yeah. So I have so I have a lot of thoughts. And actually, I'm glad you said this because when I was reading the show notes, like you know, the was just what y'all's what we we do every week, make sure we deliver deliver a great show. You know, like it's like high level things. I interpreted differently than how you read it, so I appreciate you reading. I appreciate you like saying this like this because this helps me form a context so much better and so much differently. Yeah. Um So, so like so. But, 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 but like I hearing it as a tool bit by the by the Christian was just right. And to me, the first thought I want to address that first because that reminds me that makes me think so much about 
this idea like it has often been a political like political it's been a political tool in many instances i mean i mean we saw it in the holocaust and fascism we saw like we see it we saw it in slavery we see it and here yeah. like to socially like <laughs> this is what i was like my mind was like ha ha like this is like the original <laughs> social distancing this is the yeah. original social distancing it is like to socially distance yourself from other people like 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 through like through like like, like a socialization lens is, is like the first thing that anyone does to begin yeah. to begin like creating difference so you can create hatred right so like so like yeah. them saying the homosexual agenda is like there is like their mechanism of actually creating a separation so we've seen those different people right and again like the holocaust mm-hmm. you see as nazis separate themselves one as as the audience as queer beings but also as jewish people as like de- demonistic people with big noses and horns on their heads who were yeah. who ate babies and drank blood right like that somehow propagandized national separation right you have you have the you know when people when the folks who who socially separate themselves as if black folks people from africa were uneducated mm-hmm. or not smart because they spoke, they spoke a different language and then and then, then made them displays and then and then tricked them into believing that that, that they were less than through like through yeah. violence right so yeah. now you're yeah. seeing so now you're seeing this and it's interesting because i often i think so much about this episode of hidden brain on npr um it talked about it talked about like the rise of the queer well it, it talked about the rise of the of the marriage acceptance movement i'll be very clear it, it, it's about the rise of like the acceptance of gay marriage and possibly gay marriage because what it came down to was a it was a argument of, val- of values and it talked about how people who pushed who fought the gay agenda right they were they they essentially talked as if queer people had different values than than the conservative people and so what one what helped win like quote help quote unquote win gay marriage was the actual argument that these that queer folks want have the same values as heterosexual folks which is right. the value of a family the value mm-hmm. of love the value of how do i honor the person that i that, that's my life partner right so like that's like that's like that that's how they combat it so so it's it's, it's interesting to like hear this be kept to hear about the religious right pushing the agenda because it's like so evident more so hearing that of like oh it's just all a tool to make us seem different than other people it's also right. fascinating because you know you i know that in the, in the article you link the christian right like has belief that they that the, we were built to be a christian nation which i mean in some cases they weren't wrong in the sense of conversation and evangelism but right. they were but it's like it's like i don't they realize it's like the plan that they had to become a christian nation I don't think they realized like i actually fell apart like very very soon after like very soon <laughs> after like very very quickly and they right. still think it they still think it applies today but like it makes no sense in the racial ethnic gender religious makeup of this country <laughs> right. so i'm just like i'm just like i'm like like you know like, sh- 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 not to cut ahead, you off ahead. but you're, what you're what you're saying is is you're saying the gay agenda means we want rights right you're saying that we want rights so you so mm-hmm, it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of like i forget what i don't know what meme it is but you know that black girl who's looking at the other girl and she's like so 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 what you mean is this so that's literally what i feel when i hear people say the gay agenda and it's like oh so you recognize mm. that we want rights the same rights that you have so so you're saying that we deserve rights right like that's kind of the way i feel anytime which is also here. like 
whenever we're voting, right? Everyone's asking, well, like, what, 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 what's your agenda? What's on your agenda? So right. you, so you want an agenda. You just don't want the gay agenda. Like, right. You, you know, know what? You don't girl. want me to have a queer agenda. Okay. Bet. <laughs> like, okay. okay. You, but you have but an like, agenda. You, everyone no, has an agenda. And you want but I can't have one. Okay. Your agenda. Right. But, you, but, but my agenda is what? Oh, right. Okay. I, okay. I, I, okay. I, I, I see what you mean. Go off. Go off. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, in my head, I'm yes. like, if you know, if you, if you're gonna say they should be on Christianity and the Bible, right? Okay. So like, so, so, so like, 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 was slaves part of the Christian nation? Like, did the Bible say to enslave people? Like, I know there are slaves in the Bible that we talked about and learned about. We talked about freeing the slaves in the Bible. So I'm curious of, in the Bible, did it tell you to enslave people? Like, is that for the Christian nation that you so joyously built on? Right. Um, is it, was it, was it, if, if not, then is it possible that maybe this nation wasn't built on Christian values like you thought they were, but they actually were built on self-motivated values? And then and right. that said, is not, is a Christian value not to be self, like, I thought, isn't it a Christian value to not be self-motivated and to not work in self-interest? So if you are aligned with Christian values in this Christian nation, wouldn't you actually be striving to create a welcoming place for all people? A, <laughs> a place where you are well, acting in self right, like, right. like, 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 I'm fine playing your game, girl. But then right. you, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like what Ava said in, in Abbott, like, like in Abbott, in, in Abbott Elementary. I don't care if you lie, but girl, you got to let me know. Like, right. I don't care right. Like, it's the, you to let and, me and know. It, the more we talk about it, it's like, the the same thing that the gay agenda is, is the same thing as the Christian agenda. We all want to feel valued, loved, and seen, right? So it's just, it, it just it baffles me, and it, and and I think that that's something that I, I I really wanted to kind of like I want folks to really sit with, right? I think it is imperative, especially in these moments, for us to be having these kind of conversations, especially knowing that in a in less than a year, a lot of this stuff is going to be on our ballot. A lot of yeah. this stuff is going to be Ooh. the stuff that is folks are going to be using. Well, not even, I wouldn't even say in a year. I'll say in the next couple of months, as we're already starting to see people take their platforms from a political standpoint, there are going to be a lot of folks who are going to be using these, these multitudes and pieces of the gay agenda or this agenda or that agenda to, to kind of lead these conversations. And I think it is imperative for us to be able to know how to actually talk about it. And so I think for me, not to kind of skip over your point about recruitment, I think, but it, it's like who's who's really being recruited because i'll say this before we before we skip over to my next thought you mm -hmm. have a thought here about recruitment and it's so funny to me because folks make it seem like queer people are going door to door and saying hey do you want to be gay and it's like honestly one i don't have enough time for that i don't have enough interest to be knocking on everybody's door being like hey here's a queer flag you should come join the lgbtq community yeah. no actually we need less people and <laughs> no shade <laughs> but yeah, like, we we need, there's already too many of us there's a lot going on there's a lot of different purviews a lot of perspectives i'm okay with the queer people that i know but what i will say is this i i feel like i've seen more people sitting at a table with a a here's my here's here's a do you want to come to my church here's some here's a bible information here's okay a, you know what i mean so if we really okay, want to talk okay. about recruitment okay thank you for saying that because i think about that so much and i think about that like one through queer context and like and particularly through 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 a a jewish context right because mm -hmm. uh, like a lot of people and a, a lot of people convert to judaism and so i have heard questions from folks that 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 is just like how do like how do Jews recruit people to join the, the temple 
or to introduce them. And I'm like, like literally, 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 one in a social practice that I've seen many times. If you approach a rabbi about converting, the rabbi will turn you away several times. Yeah. Upon, upon the third time of you asking, they like, like, they, like they, they will end up saying yes because they, they can't keep turning you away. But like, right. if you ask to convert, a rabbi will literally be like, "Why do you want to convert? Like, right. why, girl? We are in danger. <laughs> why do you want to convert? <laughs> so like, like, yeah. like, 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 you want to convert, Molly? You in danger, girl? Like, why do you want to convert? And so, and like, when people come out, like. <laughs> like no queer people don't, 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 like, don't like we don't want to recruit we don't want to make, make people like we don't we don't want to recruit people like we like i think i mean it's funny because I, I i think there's i think there's there's a world in which we have leaned into the joke of recruiting people like we have like, like i often i i when i see if i ask man i'm like i'm like man he should just be gay because he's too fine to be straight right right like, right, like, right right listen right. so i guess you can say maybe i'm recruiting people in that way but like but like but like, but like if i'm being serious like we, we like why would we why would we recruit people like when we know that we are in, like we we want recruit people to intentionally asleep, intentionally say that your life will be hard now like we're right. not trying to make anyone queer right. because we right. know that we know that life will be hard but right. like but you maybe you're making a point of how many other religions do we see people yep. sitting at a table saying come to my church let me tell you about Christianity. Let me, let me tell you about Jehovah. Let me tell you about uh-huh. this person. Until, like, like, how, like, yeah, like I'm just trying to eat an ice cream cone, girl. Every, I don't. You're on every campus. You're in every right. corner, girl. You are in the alleyway. Like, you, you are. <laughs> yes. You, you, you are, you're watching me. You're watching me cruise, and you're yes. saying, "Hey, before you put that dick in your mouth, let me ask you: yep. Do you do you know God? Like, do, do you, you know, know Jesus? Like, right? And it's like, girl, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> What did Azalea Banks say? Y'all niggas is everywhere. And I don't want to <laughs> share this with y'all. But no, it's no, real. Okay. And it's like, you know, as much as we laugh about it, it's real. And so, you know, this notion around like militia and the idea of recruitment, it's 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 very interesting to me because I will say, if we're talking about anything and if we really want to go there and we want to talk very openly, I've had more people shove being straight down my throat than I've ever talked to anybody else about being queer. And so I think that that's really what this conversation is, right? And like I said before, we kind of get into the like the, the end and we wrap this up. I think it's imperative for folks to hear this, right? When you hear the term, the gay agenda, or when you hear the way that people are trying to maneuver and are trying to shape the notion of what the queer community is in your mind through whether it be media, TV, social media, I really want folks to sit with who has what agenda and why? And what I will say is that I think a big conversation is, is that it's kind of in the same vein. I saw this TikTok recently and there was this white man who explained it very, very well. They had asked him, you know, do you think, basically, do you think that, you know, anybody can be racist towards white people? And I've heard this conversation several times. People have said, can, you know, can, can basically black people be racist? And I've heard people say no. And it's about the systematic pieces of power, right? That, that black people have never had power. Black people have never basically been in positions of power. So we can't, inf- we can't impose any type of like restrictors per se. We can't impose oppression amongst other groups of people, mm. right? And so where mm-hmm. I'm trying to go with this notion is, is that when you talk about agendas, you talk about the ways that heterosexual folks talk about us, the ways that they've continued to harm us, the ways that they've created laws. You know, 
our agenda has really just been, and I've, I'm going to say this in so many words when, when I get to my next point, but a lot of us are really sitting with this notion of we just want to exist and be left alone so that way we can thrive. And so I think even in preparing for this segment, you know, I had watched this TED Talk, and I'll put the link in the description for folks who want to watch it. Please, yeah. um, LZ Granderson had did this entire uh, TED TED talk around the gay agenda. And it's very funny. And there are moments that are a little hard because again, certain things, even in the queer community can be funny, but it can be different. It can be difficult to laugh at because we know the pain. Right. Um, But he talks Mm -hmm. about how so much of the idea around the gay agenda is propaganda being used as a way to target and eradicate queer people. And I think that's the thing I really wanted to mention on this podcast is that basically the gay agenda is verbiage in line with folks, it's verbiage that helps line people's pockets with tool for hatred. And I mm-hmm. wanted to flip it, you know, as we're getting ready to close out this in particular segment of this episode, right? We can talk about how awful the gay agenda is, and we can talk about how awful people are who push this notion of there being a gay agenda when when in reality we're just again trying to live and be seen and be humanized like everyone else. I wanted to ask you kind of like what in the midst of all of this, like, what is your gay agenda? And I know Mm. for me, I have put down that my gay agenda is honestly to be able to keep us here, to keep us lifted, to keep us knowing that even though I'm online all the time talking about how terrible it is, the fact that I get up every single day and I say, I'm still here. I'm still on the mic. I'm still applying to these jobs. I'm still speaking. Mm. I'm still writing. I'm still doing all of this stuff. In the midst of all of the shit that's coming my way, I want y'all to be able to see that and know that you have the right to exist as well. And so I guess that for me is what Mm. my big agenda is. Like, I just want other queer folks to know that they have the right to exist and thrive in their existence as well. But yeah, what's your big gay agenda? Let me type this in that go oh, ahead. Wait, okay, my agenda sis, it is just it's just the right to live freely and without mm. fear of being killed in the streets. Like yeah, like I like I I'm here, like as much as people try as much if they're going, if they're going to use a tool against us as a gay agenda as a, as a political movement, then like, great. I am so fine with that. I am, I am all for making the gay agenda become a, a political movement that strives to create policies and laws Amen. that protect us. My gay mm-hmm. agenda is knowing that our black and brown, black and brown trans siblings can thrive financially without having to engage in sex work as the only pathway to financial success. I'll be, I'll, I'll be really clear. Uh, sex work is real work, and if y'all want to do it, like go off. Sis. It is real work, and right, I like and like that y'all that the black and trans, the, the black queer and trans folks, and brown queer and trans folks have have the pathway and support to choose whatever other whatever other pathway they want to like thrive. Yeah. My yeah. my gay agenda is knowing that like is knowing that we don't we no longer have laws that that can make it easy for us to be discriminated against in the workplace. That we don't have laws. That make it easy for us to not get hired. Like, mm. like my gay agenda is that we can be mediocre beings. Like that's what I would. Lo- I would love to be. Well, so, so I would not. I would not love it, but I would love to know that there are uh, that there are mediocre queer and tr- queer queer black and brown trans people in the world that are yeah. that are that are that 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 thrive being mediocre. Like that's why that's why like because we exist around a gaggle. Of mediocre white gays, a gaggle of mediocre white people. Like we, like we, 
live around mediocrity in every white way. But we as black and brown people, as queer and trans folks, everything in between, cannot be mediocre ourselves. And, mm. I, and, I, and I really am not saying that with any lens of value judgment whatsoever. Like, I don't think mediocre is bad. No, like, you're I saying think, something that's like, so fucking real. Swear, like, like, I, but like, I, like, I want, do, do, I, I love being queer and I feel like being queer is exciting for me. I, I, and, and I love that. And I love that people think I'm exciting because I am exciting. I'm exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm exciting because of who I am. Not just because yeah. I'm queer. Yeah. Like, I want the right to be queer and boring. I want the right to be black and boring. I want, like, I, I want the right to not have to be excellent in every single thing that Amen. I do Amen. so I can be seen as a real person. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be a mediocre. I want, I want to be mediocre enough that we can still be seen as a person. Now that's that's my gay agenda. Is that we is that we can be mediocre and still be seen as people, not be seen as trash. Because if I have to deal with the trash around mm-hmm. me, y'all like you, like then y'all can make space for all of us to exist. And like like, like you know, or or, or or I guess or I guess I guess what I could say language wise is I want us. I want us to have the space to want to be excellent. Not because yeah. we have to be excellent, but to want to be excellent because we want to choose that life for ourselves. Not yeah. because we have to do it to survive. Yeah. And that is, I, oh my gosh, you, you literally, you've taken up something I've been feeling for like the last couple of weeks and you've really put it into a box. And I'm like, thank you, Joho, for saying exactly what I've been feeling because mm-hmm. I think that's been the big part of of everything I've been feeling at my big age of 38 is like, mm. I feel like as a black queer person, I'm always having to be excellent at all times. Like they're all, like every T has to be crossed and every I has to be dotted mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I have to show up. I have to still, I have to look good. I have to keep my body together. I have to, you know, speak properly. I have to like, there are all of these things that I have to constantly do. And it's like, I think when we start talking about like this notion of like, you know, what is the gay agenda? There becomes this conversation too, of how we have to perform. So that way we're not being judged based off of all of these oppressive concepts and constructs that are being created and so thank you for saying that because i think that there are probably going to be so many people who listen that feel the same exact way like i (laughs) i wish that i could just be gay and mediocre i do I do. Because why do it all the time? <laughs> yeah, like, it must be nice. It must be nice. I I truly am jealous that you can do that. I want to know what it feels like to be Trader Joe's cookie butter all the time. I do. I want to know. Okay, okay, we're, we're gonna stop right there because that <laughs> that is God's gift to this planet. You can have said anything else but cookie butter. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just want to know what. Okay, I'll say it. A Ralph's, <laughs> like a Ralph's donut. I want to know what okay, it's like oh, to be a Ralph's donut. Yes, thank you. <laughs> because Ralph's donuts are not good, and we know it. Let's talk about it. I know you've had one, and you've been like, "What the fuck is this?" So I, wanna, I wish I could I be a Ralph Stone. To exist that's great value and be happy with it. Look, I want to know it. What does it feel like to be Walmart great value? <laughs> and, and 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 to find joy in that. What does it feel like? How does it feel? I just, let me know. I amen. just need to know. Yeah, right the show. <laughs> tell us what it feels like to be if Walmart you great, value. great value. You tell us what how does it feel? <laughs> you, give, you give us a rundown. Give us the play by play. You let us know. We want we want keep this this is our RP. This is our request for puzzles, y'all. Give please, us give, give 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 us multimedia experiences. Let as me know. Great value. <laughs> man, 
I just want to know. You 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 brought it this week. Thank you, Joe Ho. Thank you for saying okay. everything that I've been feeling. And you just literally in two minutes wrapped up a very nice bow of how I've been feeling. You already know I'm gonna go mm. to the to the Twitter streets once we're done here. I'm gonna go off because that's literally what I've been feeling. Yes. My God. Oh my God. Okay, fam. Thank thank you. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate that so much. And fam, thank y'all for rocking with us. No, now that we pushed our gauge agenda on y'all a bit, it's gonna take a break to push our capitalism agenda on you. I know that's right. Okay, we'll be back in just a moment. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, fam, we are back. Now, some of you may say, it's a bit chilly for us to be doing this, but I figured since Sean is very honest, because if you follow John on Instagram, you see this bitch getting focused on Instagram. I'll just say real quick, I did, okay, literally, I, I can't even say this aloud, but I only do this, I only do this on my drives up north, because there's a Starbucks I always go to off the grapevine because it's the only coffee shop you can get. I know which way you're talking about, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I, so when, when, when I'm on it's my on a truck stop today, eh? It's about a truck stop. Yeah. Uh huh. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 Miss Outlets. It's about the Outlets. It's about the Outlets. I know. Every time. And so when and so when I pulled up there, CCM, my first question was, yeah, Pocus Spice every. And they're like, no, we don't have any Pocus Spice. I was like, you bitches. So this week we're talking about our girl, Miss Pocus Spice, because the hope is that when this episode comes out, we will be officially in PSL season. The one and the only. So in BFF fashion, we want to know. John, John, you, 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 you're not going to talk about it. What are the best and maybe not so best Pokemon Spice items that folks need to get into? I will oh, start. Gosh. Yeah, go we ahead. Can, go I mean, ahead. I mean, I mean I'm, I'll throw some things out. We can, we, we can round robin. We can just bring you back and forth. But okay. coffee and tea leaves, pumpkin chai. Now, I will say, their pumpkin spice is not the thing for me, and neither is their cold brew. But the pumpkin chai, bitch, sends, sends Man, me oh, I got chills though. thinking about it. The way that I had one, <laughs> so I have to say this: I had one yesterday, and I got milked, and so I'm. I think it was my fault for not saying mm. that I needed it with almond or I needed it with um, oh. mm-hmm. with oat milk. So I think that was the probably Asian. my fault. I'm not gonna blame them, the but Asian. it was. But but I got halfway through it, got a little sick, and then I said, <laughs> I ordered this. I'm still gonna finish it. So right there with you, yes. <laughs> Okay, now okay, the girl. Starbucks pumpkin spice coffee creamer. If you buy in stores and at, at the grocery store, Starbucks has a limited edition pumpkin spice coffee creamer. Okay, baby, delicious. The, now, question: you, Is is yes. the is the pumpkin spice coffee that they have? Because I know that they sell it in like at Target. I've seen it in like the actual gallons. Is it as good as the creamer? Because I've never had it. So, so, so I haven't, I haven't, I haven't had the pumpkin spice coffee itself that they sell. Okay. But I, 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 I only bought the pumpkin spice creamer and okay, they have it in at. almond and oat milk combination as oh, well. And it is delicioso. So if you bring your coffee at home, y'all, delicious. My mm-hmm. third thing, pumpkin scone anywhere. I have yeah, not, I, I have not tasted pumpkin scone. Not tested, but I have not tasted pumpkin scone. I have not liked. There is not yep. yet. Maybe the minute, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll happen this week. I have not tasted pumpkin scone or scone period that I, that I have not liked anywhere. Um, I also say, I think about this, this pumpkin chai, this pumpkin pie chai often. <laughs> this random, this random pumpkin pie chai in the city of Montrose, Colorado, which is literally a rural town, five hours outside Denver. 
don't know why, but that pumpkin pie chai gets me to this day. I last time I had it was October of last year. Wow, mm. which was a long time ago. And I still dream about it. It was so fucking <laughs> good. <laughs> it was so fucking good. I dream about pumpkin pie chai. Oh, I mean, fucking stitches. Mm. What a moment. <laughs> that is most pleasing to me. Okay, I, mm-hmm. it really is. Okay, I have a... I have a few more, but I'm gonna pass it to you first because I'm just okay. Like, I yeah. No, no, no. I'm right the there with you. So you, <laughs> you've literally taken three of the things off of my list. I will say though that the coffee bean, and I'll say the shout out to my girl uh, K, or and I say girl, not gender, gender fluidly. Shout out to my girl K. Um, they had done something last year, I think, on TikTok. Well, I don't know if it was on their TikTok or if it was on their reel, but they were going around all of Southern California and they were like getting all of the drinks, the, all the different pumpkin spice drinks, and they were talking about which ones we we rank and how they rank. Um, and so basically, shout out to them for doing the Lord's work. But I will say that if there is a coffee bean closer to me than a Starbucks. I am going to the coffee bean for their pumpkin spice chai because yes, my God, God. today, mm-hmm. something in that chai, baby, the way that I almost <laughs> crashed going through a, a, a coffee bean <laughs> drive through when I tasted that, I said, what is this magic? What is this magic? Um, pumpkin scones, I will say Starbucks pumpkin scones will always be that girl for me. Um, I think it's, but I'm also, a, so you learn this about me. I am, a, everybody knows I'm a sweets girl, but I'm also a frosting girl. I love the cakiness of the frosting on the star, on the Starbucks pumpkin. Oh my God, yes, I love something about it. It, it just does it. Yes. I will say that the taste has changed. I don't know if they're using a different vendor or I don't know, but if you are, if you are an old school Starbucks girl like me, cause I've been going to Starbucks since like the early two thousands, they used to have a pumpkin scone that tastes different than the pumpkin scone that they have in stock now. So that's just an FYI that there is something a little well, different about it, but it's still good. Okay. Um, okay, I know over the years, my taste has changed, but I will say, my God, that's it for me. I was going to also say that the pumpkin spice Cheerios are great. They make me sick, Ooh. but I still will eat them. Um, I don't know. No, something in Cheerios make me sick. I don't know if it's the high fiber. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, makes my tummy hurt, but I will still just go through it to go through it. Um, they have a very good pumpkin cereal. I'm also gonna say a uh, shout out to the Krispy Kreme girls. Um, I was actually talking to the, the the woman who does my eyebrows. She was talking about it today. She was saying that she was gonna go there after work. They have three new flavors of pumpkin. Like they have a pumpkin loaf, they have like a pumpkin cakey one, and they have like a cream cheese one, which also Krispy Kreme, fuck y'all for uh, discontinuing <laughs> the um the New York cheesecake one. I'm still not over that. I'm never gonna forgive y'all for that, and it needs to come back. Um, but all that to be said, they have a cheesecakey one that's pumpkin spice, and it's really good. I have one more, but I'm gonna save it because I have to walk you through the actual okay. experience I had with it. What are your last three? <laughs> Okay, so 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 uh, so my so my, my my last three are the pu- again. I'm not a Starbucks girl, but if I ever were to go during this season, it will be the pumpkin cream cold brew. I that should, do but, that. Just my, but my secret is so I the cold brews are delicious, and I can't have too much caffeine, so I will get an ice americano half cap blonde with the shop on this person, like whatever decaf shop they have. And I'll get mm. that with the pumpkin cream cold brew, and that gets me going for the whole day. I'm good to go the whole day. Um, okay. the places. The fucking put actual pumpkin puree into the coffee, girl. You have my heart for life. I've never had and, that. Oh, so this, so 
<laughs> it all comes back to Colorado in that time of Montrose because that pumpkin pie shy bitch had real pumpkin pie puree in that shit. And oh, I was like, what, what a moment. I'm moment, baby girl. She's a, she's a legend. She's an icon. And she is the moment. Now, come is, on now. Now, come on now. Now, come, come on, on now. She's everything. Yes. And my last thing is pumpkin butter at Trader Joe's. Y'all. If you have not happened, when that shit comes out, bitch, I will get like six can't six glasses of it. Y'all will stop the winter. It, it, girl, girl, it is part. so. Oh, <laughs> it makes, yes. It's so bombing. For folks, if folks, if you have your own frothing kit at home, you have if you, you have if you have a coffee maker, if you have an espresso maker, particularly, you can make pumpkin lattes with that shit, mm, and that's just delicious mm, as fuck. Okay, I today. I make my latte, so I do a pumpkin latte with pumpkin butter. You can put it on your toast. You can put it in your Cheerios. You can put it in your tea. Or you can put it on your finger. Just lick it out, lick off the spoon. Mm, it's delicious mm-hmm. as shit. That's my jam. That's my jam. But you have Ooh. a note here that says that you don't like pumpkin yeah. seeds. Now, what's that seeds. about? Seeds. Never for me. I never for me. Disgusting. I love pumpkin, pumpkin seeds. seeds. Not for Especially me. Especially if they're already peeled. The but there is something oh. about biting into them when they are not Mm-mm. peeled. That I don't know. Just it's, sitting. Maybe it's my mom. Dessert, my mom is. But, they're just never be crunchy. No doubt. Yeah. Do not want any, not, like I mean, so like roasted pumpkin. So okay, I know you're right. I will amend that. If you roast them with some maple syrup drizzle. They can be bought. Oh, well, that's I interesting. Just, I've never had that. that I, I've had that a few times. I'm like, I, I, I rock with that, but I just don't. I don't love seeds. Like, I will. You're not you know, a seed I don't girl. seeds, okay? Like, but do you I, do, uh, what's that? What's that? What's pistachios? Do you eat pistachios? Oh, I love pistachios. But is okay. that like, is that, but that's a nut. And like, not, not just oh, is, it, is like, it? I thought it was a seed. Yeah. No, I'm I showing. think so not. But like, mm-hmm. you know, the people who eat, the people who eat sunflower seeds, girl, I, okay. Girl, no, I, you know what? My work. husband can sit and eat. Um, he will eat sunflower seeds for hours while we sit and watch TV. Yeah, it's just a thing. But mm-hmm. I know for me, I she do. I enjoy them. Nasty. <laughs> not you being mad. <laughs> so I'm gonna say this for my SoCal girls. I don't know when it drops, but if you are. If you're like me and you sometimes just crave a good breakfast and you're like, I just I just have to have a good breakfast. Denny's has this pumpkin pancake. I don't know what they do to it. I don't know where. Baby, when I tell you, I will slide my fat behind into one of them booths and order a double like because I think it just comes with two. I will get four of those mugs and just beast them i don't know it's just there's something about the pumpkin to like cream cheese to like maple syrup ratio that's perfection i don't know how they mastered it but when i tell you it is the best pumpkin pancake i have ever had in my whole entire life and i've been to some really good places that are like oh we have this pumpkin pancake there's this place I'm probably saying way too much on the air about where I live, but there's a place um, around y'all can find it. There's a pumpkin, uh, not pumpkin. There's a pancake house near where I live. And um, the pancake house has a, a, a pumpkin pancake that they actually have all year. And it, it, it does not hold a candle to the Denny's one. Not one. Like it's, Ooh, okay. it's good. But when I tell you that that Denny's one is life changing, y'all, <laughs> Y'all better go out and get one. I'm telling you right now, it will change yeah, but, but your y'all, life. Get you one of these. Mm-hmm. What's that? <laughs> a Denny's pumpkin. A Denny's, <laughs> a Denny's pumpkin, like... pumpkin pancake. <laughs> what I will say too for folks who are Krispy Kremers, um, I will say the donuts and the coffee, they're giving a good B minus. If you're if you're if you're in <sighs> if you're in the area and you happen to be like, I, I want to make sure I make this very clear. 
go out of your way to get the Denny's pancake. But if you are in the area of a Krispy Kreme and you're like, oh, I want to try the donut. I want to try their actual um, coffee that they have. You do it, but don't go out of your way for it. I just want to make sure I put, I say Mm. that on the mic. Um, It's good, but it's not great. But, uh, but that, that pancake, I'm, I'm, I will tell you right now, it is the best thing that I have probably ever had in terms of an actual like pumpkin breakfast situation. So one last question before we go to our next, before we close out the, uh, go to our next section and close out the show. Are you a pumpkin pie girl? Yeah. down boots. Okay. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> no, no, Good okay. to know. I was like, I was like, no because no, I am a, like, so I, it's funny I because I love everything cheesecake pumpkin spice. Well. So you're who? A pumpkin cheesecake girl. Oh, yes. Show. Oh, yes. At cheesecake Factory? At yes, factory? Cheesecake Factory. That's my and shit. I don't know if they had it last year. I don't think they did. I don't think they carried it. I, mean, I, right. I, mean, I don't right. think they had it last year. So I may have to check and Ooh. like poke my head back in. Ooh. Um, it's funny because they follow me on social media. Them and Krispy Kreme follow me on social media. The Because um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm always talking uh, about them. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they have yet. They have yet to send you a. I have uh, not box. said no. I haven't got or a box or anything. No. But I will say shout out to McDonald's. McDonald's is always sending me stuff. So they are oh, they are forever good in my book. I would love to um, see it. Forever good in your book. They're always they're forever good in my book. I ain't got no problems with McDonald's. They good to me. They send me stuff all the time. Um, <laughs> but I um and so and, and so does um Cinnabon. They always give me. They always leave like ten dollars off, or those they'll hit me with a code so that way I can order stuff okay. from them. So okay. they're good in my box. But anyway, all that to be said. Um. Thank you all for entertaining us as we talk about the best things that we believe. And as the show goes on and as we go get through the rest of this year, you will be hearing more about our pumpkin spice uh, chronicles. I like to make sure that folks know where to go and what to stay away from just to make sure y'all not wasting your hard earned money. So with that being said, now that you're hungry and now that I am craving a pumpkin spice cheesecake, <laughs> we're going to take another quick break and we're going to come back with your favorite segment. Yes, ma'am and no ma'am, Pam. So grab a snack and come on back. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world, and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts all right so this week we are jumping into our yes ma'ams and our no ma'am pams and i'm just going to get right into mine i think for me um, I wanted to go ahead and say a, a big shout out first to anybody who is coming out in this climate. I, I will say that I think that's a big thing. Um, there are a lot of folks who are very yeah. afraid of coming out, especially with everything being the way that it is. So I wanted to shout out singer Steve Lacey. I don't know if you know who Steve Lacey is, but he's I think he's one of the he was either a keyboardist or he's a guitarist yeah, of the right. Internet. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So he recently came out. There was a whole spread and out in regards to him coming out. And then I also wanted to shout out my girl, who I've always thought was very funny, regardless of how they identified Wayne Brady. I know Wayne Brady has been making a lot mm. of funny content around their sexuality now. Um, and I just think for me, it's just it makes me happy to know. I was reading the article. Um, I think they I think it was people who was the one who had the exclusive. I was reading the article and Wayne basically was saying that they just they didn't it, it wasn't a big deal for them. It was just of I, I love who I love. And they kind of had like a Janelle Monet moment of like, mm. I don't really care who the person is. I just love who I love. And I'm like, I'm all here for it. And so um, shout out to Wayne Brady would definitely say if any of y'all know Wayne Brady and they want to be on a show. I'm happy to extend the invitation for them to come on, okay. on come on over. Um, so with that being said, congrats, come Wayne Brady over, and Steve. Come Lee. on over, Brady. Now who? 
Yeah, <laughs> not yeah, I'm literally singing like Christina Aguilera on my Peloton because that song comes on all the time yes. when you do a two thousands ride. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so shout out to both of them and congrats for being able to kind of live your say not even kind of for being able to live your life the way that you want to live it. Um, I love when people are open and honest with who they are and it only makes life that much better. So with that being said, mm-hmm. my no man Pams this week. Kind of, uh, so I'm going to do, I, I have two. I'm going to do my first one, but I'm going to flip them. My first one is I wanted to say, you know, with the whole Steve Lacey and um, Wayne Brady coming out, there were a lot of people online who were like, ha, 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 we already knew. And it's like, can we stop that? Can we, can we, can we stop doing that when people come out? And the reason why I'm asking for folks to stop doing that is there are a lot of people, it takes a lot of nerve, not only to come out to yourself, but it takes a lot of nerve to come out to the world. And specifically when you are in like a very public facing role, um, in any regards coming out is hard. And so when we do that, we're really discouraged, we're, we're taking away from someone's experience of being able to come out and fully be able to be who they are and enjoy um, who they are as well. And so Again, just a reminder, like, please don't do that when someone comes out. Uh, um, the other thing that I wanted to say, and I had tweeted this and it got a whole bunch, it got moving on social media. So I felt the need to say it here on the mic. Um, people who shame folks for not drinking or doing things that other folks in the queer community do. Um, yeah, it's it's really getting under my, my specifically it gets uh, under my skin because I am not a person who drinks and I don't drink by choice. And so it's not like I don't enjoy drinking. I drink, I choose to not drink. And so oftentimes I will go places and I will go spaces and I meet new people. And when I tell them that I don't drink, there's always this huge to do around why I don't drink. And it's just kind of like, y'all could just be like, okay, that's cool. Can we get you a soda? Can we get you a soda water? Like I've even been in situations where I have told the bartender that I don't drink and they've tried to push drinks on me where they've been like, Oh, come on. You can have a beer. You can have, Oh, you don't want no vodka. And it's like, nigga, no, I said, I don't drink. Give me what I asked for. uh -uh, uh -uh. Yeah. And so I just, I'm really at a place now where it's like, if I have to, if I have to cuss you out because I feel disrespected around you disrespecting me, for the choices that mm-hmm. I make, I will. And I think that that's the thing that I really want folks to know is like, sometimes it's very hard for us to say, no, I don't drink. No, I'm not going around them or there or that place because everyone else is going to be drinking and I don't drink. Respect that. Like, just be cool with it. You, I don't need to give you an explanation as to why I don't do something. Point blank period. Trash. Just yeah. trash. Ew. Or at the very least, like, say... Hey, respect that. Would you like a mocktail instead? Like, oh, right. give me an alternative or something. Don't just, mm, I'm so irritated for you. Yeah, it happens it. all the time. You would be surprised how often it happens. Fair, 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 fair. Oof. Okay, well, Maya's ma'am. So Maya's ma'am is actually, <laughs> like, it, Maya's ma'am is holding hands with uh, with your with your yes ma'am, from, I think, from last week or two episodes ago. Um, it's the continued indictment of Trump. <laughs> this time in Georgia. Because it has been hilarious to watch. Oh and god! He, and it, I mean, it's interesting because they literally have him on the like. I have never seen evidence so clear. Like they're playing the recordings of him literally just saying, "Give me the votes. Just give. Just find me eleven k votes." And as he says, "All you need, all you need is eleven thousand votes." It's like, sir, like you are like, what you are. Literally it saying, doesn't work that votes. way, sir. Can, can you just find them for me? And I'm yeah. Like what? And I laugh, and like I laugh that his possible defense may be 
that they're infringing on his free speech. I'm like, you are like, you cannot say buy me the votes and be like, it's just free speech, girl. girl. <laughs> Words mean things. Calm down. And I can't help but think, and someone, and someone has so many memes of of, of Hillary Clinton smiling, of like Hillary now, yeah, just smiling. <laughs> it makes me, it brings me so much joy. Yes. I, I, I don't, don't didn't even like, like her that much because I was like, girl, I love her for sure, but I never like that much. But I'm just like, she is getting, she is getting what she deserves, and that is, yeah. uh, that, that that is the last laugh. So Mama's going to jail to that man. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mama's going like, straight to jail. <laughs> you about to lose your job? Yes, um, Mama's going to jail. So, yet yeah, why MP did that? And my no man pan is to the tech industry as a whole and particularly <laughs> their self-drive their damn stupid self-driving cars in the city of san francisco and i don't know i, I don't know if you've been recently or seen it or if they have somewhere else but they have so many self-driving vehicles that i just did you see that video of that that self-driving car that almost hit that lady and that little girl okay okay yes and the one that yeah. all that that hit uh, that hit another car and had hit and had hit another lady <laughs> like yeah it's not funny but it's funny it's not funny it's just like what oh, is happening these what damn cars okay the lady is so wild to be driving in the city and have a couple of decks you're like bitch doesn't drive it and you're like oh it's just the way about doing its thing. And right. people are like, this is okay. And these cars, also, these cars drive so damn slow. I mean, they drive, they do drive the speed limit, so bless their souls, but they drive so damn slow. I'm like, y'all can just go two miles faster. You so they be on the freeways and stuff too? I, I, no, I've, I, I've only seen them on the streets. I've not seen them on only the on the streets. I, okay. I, I, I okay. wouldn't be surprised, but I always, I've seen them on the, on just on the, on the streets. I don't know how fast they go, but they, but they, they've been going, they've been going to do the things. I've seen, I saw this one. <laughs> it did not even stop the stop sign. It, it, it's a, it, 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 it started to slow down and it just fit right back up. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, so we just out here being a lawless, <laughs> just being a yes. lawless with these cars. And then, and then, and then the people, and then some international taxis and people love them. You would literally never find me in a self driving taxi. If there is not some person behind that wheel, do not well, have me in there. That's so nah. I just read an <laughs> article. There was an article go that w- that went live about. I guess people are using them specifically in San Francisco to hook up. I guess there's a like a whole yes. culture yes. of people who yes. use emos and stuff to hook up. So that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I mean, and 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 and, and they are. And I, I listen. If that's what gets you off, if 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 giving your life to an to a to a, to an autonomous being that mm-hmm. is not actual human being gets gets your rocks off. More power to you, but I value my life. And yeah, let me tell you right now, need a driver. No, there is no dick that is worth me possibly into an accident with a car that has no driver. No, no, right. I do not need that. I no, I'm, no, that's just I'm right nothing is you. worth it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. I think the first one I ever really saw was in Arizona, and I was like, oh, how cool! I wanted to, and then I looked to see if we had any near us. And I think they're coming to LA soon. But I will say that it is very unnerving to think that there are going to be more cool car like. People, I mean, yes. like humans don't even pay attention behind the wheel. It's going to be very unnerving for me to think that in LA, there are going to be cars with nobody behind the wheel. Like, you, like I mean, like, like, like in, truthfully, I think if there was a surefire way that there's no way that these things can get hacked. I mean, someone, someone find a way to hack them anyways, but there's no problem. Right. Like, there's just, there's so many problems of what could happen. It's right. just, just one moment where, where I'm like, 
you could use tech to like uh, to like to like generate generate more electricity for people um, yeah. on on a free basis. You can use it to make sure that people's you know pacemakers don't 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 go haywire. That, yeah, that people's that dialysis machines work. Like some of these, you can do it for. And you're like, you know what we need? Self driving taxi cabs. That's <laughs> that's what the city needs. Yeah, love it. We don't need anything else other than that. So I'm gonna this double back awesome. real quick before we get out of here and say I also want to share that apart in part with your yes, ma'am, Pam. I am also loving that a lot of the people that are holding these white folks, specifically the 18 who just recently got indicted, are black (laughs) women. And that it's been black women who have been holding a lot of these people accountable and are coming after them. So shout out Mm -hmm. to the black women who work in government and are actually utilizing the law and government to get these people up out of here. I hope the cells are cold. I hope that you don't, I hope that you, all they get are sandwiches. I really hope that all of them stay, continue to suffer the way we suffered. I just learned this past weekend that there is, what is this dish called? Oh, I'm so mad. My sister and brother told me about it. I was like, what? It's a gel dish. I'm sure I know what it is, but but I don't know the name of it. There's an actual name of it. And I was just like, what? Damn, I'm so mad. Oh, my sister, I hope their friend says this. What was that? What was, what was the prison dish that you said that people get? I was yeah, like, girl, hold what? On. Oh, prison oh, dish. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, me... a prison dish uh, people eat. It was like, it was like, what was it called? There was like, there, like, there was like a, a word prison word. meal? No, but it was, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like, it's not, it's like, the it's spread. not, it's not, is what? it the spread? No, 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 it's no, it's not the spread. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that's yeah, what. I'm just messing real quick. I'm like, girl, what was it? Called? It was like, oh, shit and shingles, shit and shingles. Oh, I, I've heard of it, but I'm not shingles. familiar with it. It is, it is like shit and shingles. It is just not shin, girl. I'm not a dumb bitch. You can't spell. Chris, make sure you make sure you shit. Oh, you shit on a shingle. Um, is uh, the. the the uh, the, uh, the 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 SOS meal that I have heard is uh, is, yeah. an, is an often, often a it's dish. It's a military um, dish. And, and so, but apparently you also apparently you, you have people can eat it in the prisons in the prison system as well. So I hope that y'all I hope that y'all's SOS dish makes you shit on a shingle. That's all. That's, That's all. Oh my God! Yeah. All that to be said. God, mm-hmm. prayers down to all those people. I just prayers down to all of them, and I hope that they get exactly what they deserve. All right. Well, with that being said, please send us your thoughts, your feedback, and emails to blackfatfilmpod at gmail dot com. You can also send us your thoughts via social media by interacting with our post on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle at blackfatfilmpod. Joho, where can the dolls find you? My loves, of course, as always, you can find me at Joe Hodarons across the social meets, or if not there, you're finding, you'll find me reverting back to using your printed map quest to give me directions because I am tired of Google Maps knowing my every move. Bitch, <laughs> when I get into my car and my car connects to Bluetooth, the first thing that pops up, my Google Maps says, only 14 minutes from home. Girl, yeah. I'm not going home. No, mine does the same me? thing. Oh, why is you here? Find yeah. me where the Thomas cars cannot, because I'm yes. over it. Give me my yeah. map quest. Give me my Garmin. Uh, give me my Magellan. I'm going back 
I'm going back. Back to life. I'm going back, <laughs> back, back again, girl. Bye, bye, back bye. to reality, honey. I know that's right. <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, you can find me at Dr. John Paul. You can also visit my website at www.drjohnpaul.com. And in the same vein, I will also say that you can also find me trying to figure out and if any of y'all want to go ahead and share with me where i can find this i would forever be grateful there are mcdonald's that have fruitopia still on tap yes god if you are a <laughs> 2000s girl like myself you will know what fruitopia is some of y'all this was way before you got before you were born fruitopia is and was and will always be that girl all flavors of it um and so to know that there are still some mcdonald's that have them on tap i need to know the detail or if fruitopia if they are somehow still alive and floating around kind of like what was that brand um they're Cana the canadian um oh the, that water the sweet water from the canada something water can dry the ginger no. No, there's not oh, a ginger ale. There's another water that comes from Canada. Y'all will know what I'm talking about. That was really popular in the night, <laughs> the nineties, but it's it's back. I've been seeing it everywhere. And so with that being said, I hope Fruitopia is one of those things that comes back. But with that being said, we also wanted to thank our supervising producers, Rebecca Ramos and Bay Wang, for handling all of the logistics with the show, and our executive super producer, Anna Hosnia, and Woo! everyone over at iHeartMedia for keeping the show up and running. We also want to shout out our wonderful editor and engineer, Chris Rogers, because without them, there would be no show. That has been yeah. another show for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, Beyonce is and will always be the greatest artist of all time. I'll see y'all next right. week. Bye. Bye. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.